Good morning, everybody. So the weekend that just passed, we had our first ever Turtle Games. Now, train strikes hit us. The weather forecast wasn't ideal all week. And it got windy. Um, I got locked out of the van in the morning, lost the van keys with all the stuff in it. A lot of things went wrong, basically. A lot of things could have gone wrong. But we persevered and we had a good turnout. The weather actually rewarded us for keeping on going and we had really nice weather, actually burned. And um, overall, it was a successful day. Like, we all had good fun. Um, everybody having a laugh, learning some rugby, playing some rounders, doing some old school sports day. We had a DJ all day. We had some good brands there doing free massages. We had some merch and protein, some pizzas, um, low to no alcohol beers, and also Aperol spritz and stuff like that beers. So, yeah, overall, it was really good. We're really pleased with how it went. And... Some people might be like, isn't a school sports day, like, the worst thing ever? Like, isn't it the worst idea to do that? Didn't I hate that? But really, it's about having silly fun with movement. When you're moving and having a laugh, and I guarantee a lot of people woke up on Monday going, oh, my God, I feel quite stiff. I did. All my friends did. And it's just because we were having a laugh, playing the netball rugby, playing the touch rugby, playing the rounders. You don't realise how much you're moving and how much, you know, you're changing direction. Your, you know, a turn of pace, running power, tug of war. You're using muscles, you're being active, but you're not really one, you know, you're not really thinking about it so much. Does that make sense? So can we make activity fun where we're doing it and it's just so fun that we don't even think, we're not thinking about running down the cardio from Stairmaster down from 40 minutes to zero. We're not thinking, oh, I've got to go on another 20-minute run today, cardio to lose weight. All those type of stuff. So I think finding fun in health and fitness is a, a really essential part of the process. And I think another part of the process I've been thinking about, seeing some comments on the masterclass is like, get it so many times. I'm on 2,300 calories, 2,600 calories. How am I going to lose weight? And I'll say, well, what makes you think that's wrong? I go, well, my PT told me my maintenance is 2,000. Well, have we not thought your PT is wrong here? You know? When, why are we second-hand human beings? We all are anyway. Knowledge passed down, blah, blah, blah. We are technically second-hand human beings. But uh, the only way to find out the truth is to remove your assumptions, to remove your judgments, to remove what you think you know. You know, there's a famous quote about this. If you think you can't or you think you can, you're right, Right? And you can't learn what you think you already know. So you can't learn what you think you already know. And then the other one is, if you, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Those two are such important things to learn. Because if you think what you're doing now is right, then you know, there's no wrong. And the other, the other view is never going to be the right view. And it must be something magically wrong, something complete. How are you going to open your eyes out to learning? How do you know you don't like doing touch? Like, for example, Jo, our amazing dance teacher, said to me she loved Saturday and she loved the rugby so much. She never thought she'd love rugby and she actually started looking locally for local rugby games, touch rugby, because she enjoyed it that much. She never would have done it if we didn't put it on and she didn't try it, right? How many of you are sitting on hobbies and activities and stuff like that that you would absolutely love if you just give it a go without thinking you don't like it or not. You know, the, you, you would experience this if you've got kids with food. You'll say, I'll oh, try this food. They go, no. You go, why? Don't, want, don't like it. You haven't tried it though. I know I won't like it. 
So even if they do try it, they probably won't like it. And we've all done this. I do it all the time. And I think, God, what am I actually being blind to? Like, can I see my blind spots? And can I put things to the test? Can I be the type of person moving forward in my life that says, all right, I got my assumptions. I got what I think is right. But I want to be the type of person that views things objectively, without the emotion. I'm not going to assume I'm right all the time. And I'm going to start from zero. I'm going to start from the ground. And let's build up. Let's have a look what is good, what is bad, what is right. Right, that's just what Socrates did, basically. The good old Socrates, as he did. He assumed he knew nothing. Start. He started from the point that he knew nothing. How many of us are willing to do our health and fitness? And now the other point is, Scott, you think, well, Turtle's method is right. You think macros, you think protein, calories, blah, blah, blah. And when you think of it this way, it's like, right, so you've got the science, so... When you look at what works in, say, strength training and building muscle, the bodybuilders of the 70s, 80s, 90s, right, they got a lot of things right in terms of muscle growth training and stuff like that. They didn't have the science to back them up at the time. And their rights have been shown today, you know, like, wow, they knew this, they knew that. But they also got a hell of a lot wrong, right? So their rights are over kind of exaggerated in a sense. Research proves us right, and we double down on those. Because one, they've been around for decades, the bodybuilders were doing it. Two, the research now confirms a lot of what they were doing is right, and a lot of what they did wasn't right. So we take the tiny percentage of things that we have bought, got both confirmation of. We take the people have been doing this in the trenches for decades, and now the research shows it works, right? And that's essentially what we're doing at Turtle. It's like, what are those two things combined that are really the big winners? And what are the things that really aren't the big winners? And when you look at the big winners, right? Calorie, energy, balance, huge winner, proven over and over and over and over. Protein intake, having a sufficient amount of protein beyond the RDA. Again, countless studies, countless in-the-field examples of people increasing their protein, increasing the muscle mass, improving all sorts of stuff with their performance, right? So we go, well, calorie, energy in, energy out. This is proven, 100%, all over. So one of those big winners we found out as humans. We found out that our bodies and energy system, calories we call it, comes from the macronutrients. Then we found protein out, right? And then there's a lot on steps. So a lot of old school bodybuilders used to do low intensity cardio. They used to go out walking a lot. They used to go and just lightly cycle around if you wanted to drop some body fat. And they would like, as quote unquote, clean their diet up. Now the clean eating part is one of those things that back in the day they thought it was the clean eating itself that was the winner but actually all it was when they switched to cleaner foods as we call it like the lean meats and stuff like that they were just consuming far less calories and then when they added some of their little bike in or walks around they would drop more body fat energy expenditure goes up now we know as well from walking not only a great tool for burning calories keeping our appetite uh, regulation system in check right our step count is really, really important for all-cause mortality rates and general health, cardiovascular health. There's a huge link between step count, right, and your chance of dying, essentially, with all diseases and cardiovascular health as well. So when you look at these things, it really boils down to some simple facts. And you think, well, Scott, you're saying that, and it's your opinion. It's like, well, we don't have better to go off. We don't. We've got the research studies. We've got the infield data. 
We've been doing it for a while. We see what works and we stick to those basics that work. There might be something that comes out. For example, there was a guy in the 80s called Mike Menza and he advocated, he's like, why are you focusing on sets and reps? It's not about that. It's about intensity of one set to failure, right? And there was another bodybuilder in the 90s called Dorian Yates and he took this as well. He did the two, one or two warm-up sets and then his third set, which is his first working set, was a set to absolute failure. And I mean, so so heavy and so much energy going into it that the last rep was really like maybe what we would stop by when we had like five or six reps to go, really. He would go to the edge. And I mean, no one trains like this. Hardly anyone trains to absolute failure like he did. So now this is resurfacing again. A lot of TikToks going about saying it's not, it's not about the sets and reps. It's about this one set all out, right? And the science just doesn't confirm that's the optimal. Like, it worked for those two, you know? It worked for them, even though they're doing warm-up sets. But the science is quite clear now on reps, sets. Like, you've got to do a weight that is intense enough, 70% above your one rep max, 70% of your one rep max, right? In the region of 6 to 15 reps, right? Don't have to go to absolute failure. And you can do six to 10 sets on a muscle pad per week, and you're pretty much there. Like maybe you do a bit more. So we know from the research and from people doing those that that's actually the best approach, not the one set all out. Even though it works for some people, you have to look at it overall. And you have to look at it subjectively. Like, I don't care if it's one set all out or if it's three sets of 10 reps, at like a weight that's challenging. Like, I'm not married to any of these one ideas. Same as I'm not married to macros or calories or protein. It's just is the facts, right? So while you can learn from kind of what we're doing at Turtle is, we're going from the super wins. We're going with the super wins. Well, there are not many super wins. There are some. The super wins, the combined research and field experience, that's what we teach. And we focus on that day in, day out. And then we move on to mindset stuff. Like, you know, chatting about the deep chats and stuff, book club relationships, how we're dealing with things, emotionally, and all that stuff that actually probably is more important in the long term than the super wins we're going to get. Because, you know, life comes, your weight will go up and, up and down, depending on things happening in our lives, because you're never going to be on it all the time. And that's why I think that's one of the main reasons we've offered the lifetime membership as well, right? We know that people are in and out like waves. And some waves last six months, eight months, 12 months, you know? And some last one or two months. But as long as you don't just f fully quit, you will, over time, improve. You will, over time, learn and learn and adapt and grow. And after years of it, you, you'll notice, wow, look at all these small changes I did. Look, I've gone from throwing the towel in all or nothing thinking and leaving things for so eight weeks to having a week off when something bad's happening in work or in a relationship or whatever, I have a week off and I just go back in the turf and I start slow. I start tracking one day at a time. I reach out to the community. You know, I do a book club. I do a mindset chat. I go on a mental health chat with Ryan Williams and I get back into it. And then you look back and you go, how many weeks has that saved me from being destructive? And you go, well, the old me would have been destructive for 30 weeks in the last three years. But since I've been as an option and always there, my companion... It's only been three or four weeks that I've been like that. And that's what it's about. It's not about saying 
every day I'm going to be consistent forever. And if I'm not, I'm a loser and I've sucked. No way. No way. If that's were true, what's the point? Like, you know, we look up to people like David Goggs and all these people. They're like super, super strict into it. And I feel like, yes, we can learn from these people, but that's not how the majority of people can live, you know? So I just want you to like take this podcast on, you know, have some fun, find the fun back in activity. It doesn't have to be the working out specifically. It can be local sports clubs. It can be it could be whatever you want. As long as you're moving and having fun, it makes it much, much easier, right? And I want you to be open-minded about the process again, one day at a time. Track, honestly, if you don't want to track, right, just be aware of your thoughts, eating patterns, emotional eating. Be very curious about why you're gravitating towards food every time you feel uncomfortable. What is going on? Dig into it, you know? And then when you look at other people saying, well, this doesn't work for me, this and that, okay? What are you assuming you're off? What are you basing it off? A lot of the times we're basing it off rocky foundations. And if we're basing our assumptions and conclusions off a foundation that's rotten, you've got to throw it all away. You've got to start with a solid foundation. And that's really what philosophy teaches or stoicism teaches or what Socrates teaches, essentially. It's like if you can start from a solid, a solid foundation, you can build a solid conclusion. But you can't build a solid conclusion of a messy and weak and rotten foundation. Rotten foundations are so-and-so said this, so-and-so said that, Someone with abs told me this. I heard this somewhere. Well, my friend said that. My mother said this. That's all bullshit foundation. What you need to be sitting, what you need to be looking at is, my PT said this and showed me the meta-analysis studies that said this. And then you go, right, and then you go, okay, that's a start, a decent start to the foundation. And you go, I asked Dr. Paul Rimmer, who's got a PhD, the same question, and he said this. But there is some nuance to that. Okay, so we've got the main argument. We've got maybe the op other side of it, potentially, potentially not. Right, and then you, sp- then you have the life experience. You go, right, is it worth it? Has pe- other people done it? Have I done it? Did it actually work for me? And an example of this is like creatine, right? Creatine being proven, one of the most proven sports supplements, right, in the world. Increases strength, muscle size. But some people are creating non-responders. So Dr. Paul would say, yeah, creatine, 100% has got a lot of research behind it. Fully backed, solid foundation. Your PT said creatine is great for me if I want to gain strength. 55 milligrams a day. However, Dr. Paul would probably say, but it might not work for everyone. And the reasons are because some people are non-responders, etc., etc., etc. And then you go, right, okay, so maybe I should try it then and see if it works for me. A lot of people go, well, someone's told me that this supplement increases this by that much. Sounds right. Off I go and buy it and try it. Why do that? With Turtle, you've got experts in pretty much every domain to double-check stuff as well. Critical thinking, all that type of stuff. And I think we're much better people if we take a step back sometimes and assume and, and, and question things. Even our own assumptions. Oh, I've definitely not been eating over 2,000 calories a day. Question that assumption. Why do you think that's right? Have you got any proof of that? Where's your numbers? Where's your science experiment of that? Where's your, where is it? Show me the proof and we talk. But let's not go from words that you think, you think this, you think that. Let's start from proof, start from fact. And that's how you develop. So on that note, guys, enjoy your day. Work with the facts. Um, 
share your turtle games photos and i will the timetable this week is uh pretty much back to what it was with that challenge to be fair the only things that are moving forward won't be there's tuesday run with ryan libby and the sunday runs with max michael monthly instead of weekly just because it's scheduled so you're still going to have the monday with joe which will be a mix of dance and body weight and strength um and core and you've got the pilates sustaining because you all loved it yoga saturdays sweat and shred fridays so you've got a lot of activity to jump into and uh, the seminars will august seminars will be launched soon so you know when they are so you can join them but other than that guys lovely to see you all at turtle games thanks for showing up it was a very stressful time um that was a proper stoicism to be like all of this is outside my control just hope for the best and uh yeah persevered and it worked so happy days but i'm back into normal routine soon i've been out of my flat in london for a while now i haven't had my normal routine since march feb well, maybe january february really so yeah it's been difficult kind of juggling stuff and i've had to accept a lot of like my training programming and stuff hasn't been able to be there but it hasn't made me feel bad about things it's just like the acceptance of the reality and uh it's a lot of things like once a lot of people do that i think they're much easier to crack on in it have a good day speak to you all soon